Hey, it's Paul. And Shamina. And welcome to Head Boss in Charge. So as you probably noticed, uh, this is an in-between week for us, another new episode. Full episode doesn't come out next until next week, but with everything that's been going on in the news in the past week with the presidential election, we just have a lot of feelings, a lot of things to get off our chest. Yeah. And just processing to do. Yeah, uh, I would agree. I also want to make sure that we, like, there are other elections and props and stuff that happened. At this point, those are kind of at a back seat. I haven't even had a chance to really, like, look at all the props that passed or didn't pass um, in the state of California. Because this uh, outcome was so unusual, is the word that I've been using lately. That's unusual, or that's an interesting perspective. Mm, interesting. Um, see, I'm not even sure where to begin. Yeah, um, well, let's, where, where were you, who were you with on Tuesday night? Um, I was at home. I had left this, the, my house to go to the grocery store because I was a little, uh, my partner was watching it really intensely and very much follows, like, when, like, major elections happen, but I, I just couldn't engage with it because the first few states that came through, like, when they interrupt the, the news that I was watching, they were going red and it was a, there was an immediate sense of stress and I was like, I can't do this. I'm going to the grocery store. So for a good chunk of the evening, I was at Safeway. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listening to something completely different. And this grocery store was empty, so it was great. But I had to kind of disconnect for it because I was already in a state of disbelief hmm. at the beginning. So I was like, this cannot be real. Let me go to something and it's real. Right, right. Um, I... I was just really tired from the weekend, and I really wanted to just stay home and be by myself for the election. I got invited to a couple election parties, um, and knowing what happened after the fact, I'm really glad that I stayed home yeah. by myself, because I don't, like, physically, I don't know how I would have reacted being around um, what was supposed to be positive energy, yeah. probably turning into negative energy. You know, parties at bars and things like that. Yeah. I just... I, I would have just wanted to retreat and run away home. Yeah. Well, and I also, um, I had invited to something at my work, and I was like, no, nah, I'm cool. But I, I also was glad that I wasn't um, in mixed company, if you will, because I certainly had and continue to have some strong feelings about just as, as exit poll numbers come out and as, like, the real demographics of who voted and how they voted are starting to come out. I've been finding myself challenged to look past that or not give everybody the side eye. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was, I was glad to not be amongst mixed company. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I went to bed still having a little bit of hope. Now, you know, we're on the West coast, so we still had to stay up late, but it I think it was around 11 o'clock or 1130. So that would make it like two, two thirty AM East coast time when, it, we were waiting on some of those um, too close to call states, mm -hmm. and I was like, I was still kind of in denial. It's like, nah, you know, like maybe some kind of miracle would happen. I'm tired, you know. The, I think we the had campaign the manager <laughs> told all of the Democratic Party to go home, um, and so they went home. And I was like, you know, let me just go to bed. And I woke up, and the entire world was burning in fire, yeah, right? <laughs> like. I, like, woke up to the apocalypse. Right. I, I went to bed early as well. I probably went to bed at, like, 10, which is uh, typically around the time I go to bed. 
but I was like, this isn't, again, this isn't real. Like, this was a dream uh, slash perhaps a nightmare. Um, so I went to bed being like, this isn't real. Um, there are far more numbers that still need you to come in because, um, oh, I was going to be rude and call him the Cheeto elect, but, um, and I will call him the Cheeto elect. Didn't, it wasn't even close. I think it was like low 200s in terms of the electoral votes. And so I was like, oh, anything can happen. Like, we're going to be fine. Let me go on and sleep and not worry myself with this. And I woke up the next morning being like, what, what happened? Is this real? Um, and I tend to like wake up, check my social media for a few minutes and then kind of get up and go work out or get ready for the day. But I was, my house was silent because it was like, what do we say? What, yeah. what does one do with this? So. I struggled wanting to go to work. The next day, I woke up. I was very weary. I, you know, got up. I started walking to the bus stop. I, I was feeling away, and so music helps me cope with what I'm going through. And I'm listening to Solange's "A Seat at the Table," which was a huge mistake because halfway to the bus stop, I start crying <laughs> or trying to hold back tears because those words be, were ever so true yeah. with what minorities are going to experience in the next four years and I still went to work and you could just feel the low energy on the bus Mm -hmm. no one was talking and if anyone did talk you could hear whispers about the election um I got to work very dead very still it's like as if tumbleweed could just like (laughs) go through the the office halls and I I ended up crying again in the middle of the day because that's all we were talking about throughout the whole day and I was glad to know that I could openly talk about this and make actually a very careful assumption that most people were feeling the same way. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I don't believe I have anyone in my immediate, I guess, staff circle, department, office, whatever you want to call it, that supports Ivanka's dad. But I, that's kind of telling that I was able to be very vulnerable immediately in the, in the Mm -hmm. workplace because oftentimes, well, your political affiliation is a protected class. So in my past work environments, I've always been really careful about speaking my mind on politics, but this was just so devastating. I couldn't hide my emotions around it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would echo the same. I kind of, surprisingly, I was like um, a little bit early to work, which I'm normally like generally right on time. But it was a little bit early because there was a, I didn't know, like the news was going to be not reflective um, because I don't have live TV, so I'm watching, like, the day before's news. Um, so my office also was very quiet. A few people certainly came in to speak about it, but it, it felt like somebody had passed away or had died. It was, like, it was almost, like, an uncomfortable, but, like, you could come in, like, to my office, and I had my staff, like, I sent a message to my staff to say, there seems, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of emotions and, like, mixed feelings, just because I, I know my staff enough at this point to kind of know where they probably lean. I said, if you're having mixed emotions, if you want to talk, like, my office is here, I'm open, like, I've cleared my day to, I'm just going to generally be doing work, but if you want to come down, chat, like, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hold space for you or even just be in the space if you want to talk about it, if you don't want to talk about it. Um, and, like, almost all of my staff members took me up on that, and they came down, and, like, we sat for, a, most of us sat together for a little bit just to talk. And then I had a few people... Um, uh, come in and cry and they're like what the hell is this um and normally I'm the answer person so when people ask a question I'm like oh it's blah, blah, blah. and I said I don't even know 
like it, it felt helpless. And um, I did something that like when people, this I know this to be true for black people because I am black. Um, like when someone passes away, you bring food. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in the afternoon, my partner and I, in the morning I talked about like, maybe we should bring food. And I was like, nah, psh, people can get their own food, blah, blah, blah. And then by the afternoon hit, number one, I saw my therapist, so I had a chance to, like, cry and talk some stuff out with him. Um, But then I was like, I'm going to bring cookies and send an email to everybody on my floor that says, you know, there seems to be a lot going on. Like, feel free to have, come over and have a cookie, a cupcake, and listen to some Hawaiian music. Like, the door is open if you want to grab something and stay, or you want to grab something and go back to your office or workstation. Um, But our office is open and available for just a bit of reprieve from... The outcome, you know, whether you were celebrating it or whether you are, you know, kind of seeing it uh, in a, a, a not so positive light. Um, most folks came by. I, I was surprised because we are, uh, my office environment is pretty stiff um, and doesn't appear to have like show emotion <laughs> sometimes. Uh, but I was surprised at how many people seem to be impacted by the outcome. Yeah, I... Um... I tried to do what I could do for my staff, but I had to be there for myself first. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed the day first before I could really give an opportunity for folks to talk to me. Um, so at our staff meeting, well, actually, no, on our divisional meeting that day after the election, we actually, it's a group of 20 of us, and me and my partner was like, let's have our meeting at a bar. Like, middle of the day, we went to the, like, neighborhood bar, mm-hmm. and we got everyone a beer, and we are like, okay, let's just get it all out. And mm-hmm. that was really helpful. Um, to just have that informal environment. And then the next day during my mini staff meeting, um, I gave a chance to kind of go around the room um, and talk. And I told folks, like, if you need to take time away, do it. Like, you don't have to worry about PTO. Like, just take some time away to get yourself in the right headspace. And Mm -hmm. my boss said the same thing for me as well, which I appreciated. Mm -hmm. But, oh. No, I I didn't have anything at this moment, but go ahead. I, I, I do want to kind of, clarify or just expand upon just this uh, mourning that I'm going through and I'll speak for myself but I know probably some of my peers can agree with this is it you know my sadness and my anger is really not about Ivanka's dad it's not really about him Mm -hmm. and what he may or may not do in the four years for me it's the it's the the green light that society now has these bigots, these white racists, uh, and the, all the isms, if you will, mm-hmm. um, it gives them the green light to treat me however they want to. Uh, I mean, the amount of hate crimes that have been published in the news mm-hmm. as a result of this election has been gigantic, and I I'm already scared walking. Well. I use the term scared loosely because I'm not going to let anything scare me, but I already have to walk through a world where I have to look behind one shoulder. Now I have to look behind both shoulders mm-hmm. uh, because there's you, they now have a leader that endorses what they do. And even no matter what Ivanka's dad supports or not supports, that day is going to go down in history. Mm-hmm. And until we have a new president with different uh, morals... This country is gonna probably burn itself down. Yeah, I I would echo you. Like I probably more of my fear or angst is around the people who all of a sudden showed up out of nowhere and 
voted when perhaps they, and I don't know, I don't know all these people clearly, but perhaps they're, they've come out of the woodworks or um, all of a sudden all these big numbers of like, where, where the hell have these people been? Um, and I'm using these quote unquote, these people quite loosely at this point, because a lot of people voted for Cheeto elect. But I, I think one of the more, the continuing concern for me is the people that he's putting in place to make decisions. Yes. Um, because I think he, first of all, looked really confused at, I think it was the, the first time he visited the White House and met with President Barack Obama. On Monday or? Uh, no, this was on where, uh, Thursday. Last Thursday was the oh, first time Thursday he after the election. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he looked so confused and looked just generally ill-prepared. Like, he looked like he was going to be sick when the president was talking about, President Obama was talking about, like, we had a good meeting and da 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 And... Oh boy, looked just ridiculous. And like, he was like, we had a good meeting. It was what, an hour and a half? Who gives a damn how long the meeting was? You probably couldn't contribute to any of it. And it's all these other things that I'm hearing about how he didn't understand the the scope of the president's role. Or I read somewhere, who knows if it's true, it's media, so it's going to have a certain spin that he had finally got a chance to Google Obamacare to see what it was about. And I was like, I'm I, baffled at how... Uh, people could put this person up in the front. So I, I certainly think he's going to be a figurehead and be racy and be like basically an asshole buffoon up there. But the people who ha who he's like putting as his chief of staff, his senior counsel that are working on his transition team. And I'm going to be, I'm real pissed at people who are like, he has a woman, a gay man and a black man. And I was like, okay, so, so what? What what the hell is the point of that? What has Omarosa done for me lately? Thank you. Ben Carson is a fucking idiot. So like, just keep it all the way real. He may be book smart and like a, uh, what, a brain surgeon. Yeah. But like, other than that, he looks like a fool. I mean, so, so, I wait, he really appointed Ben Carlson um, for they, something? Those three people are part of his transition team. Transition team, Yeah, okay. but he, and he hasn't been appointed from what I read. He was offered and said he hasn't, since he hasn't held any sort of elect, the, the inch of, you know, intelligence that he has outside of like a hospital in a surgery, um, an OR, was that he's like, well, I haven't held office, so I don't know that I'd be the right person to like steer and all of a sudden, you know, be a part of a White House, you know. Well, staff or cabinet or whatever. And I'm like, can you share that, you know, very simple wisdom with oh boy? I mean, I'm not baffled that the people chose someone who was highly unqualified. We've talked about this for so long that he was highly unqualified. He doesn't know anything about government, which is clear from that from that meeting or interview he did with Obama. Um, because the people, all they cared about was uh, their feelings and that, mm -hmm. oh, I have someone that hates black people or hates whatever as much as I do. So I want him. I'm a white woman. I don't care if a white woman's running for right? office. I'm, I'm... going to choose this white man who believes that, you know, women should be in the household yeah. doing this, this, and this. And I want my white man to be, you know, above me. Like, it's just such these conservative it, yeah. ideas that, oh, a woman can't be in the white house. So I'm going to continue, you know, voting for a white man. He may be racy. Uh, yeah, he said this. Well, yeah. he said, grab my pussy. Well, right. I can, I can get over that. Right. Let me it's just a him. grab and it wasn't mine. Really? And the, the amount of like, like low key, the amount of like white women that normally cape for each other, especially white men who identify as feminists. And for my white friends, I, I'm, I talked to them about this, but not probably at the length that I want to, because I'm not prepared to have that conversation just yet. But the fact that you know, generally, I think there's a general assumption that people who look like you may more than likely have your back. Like, just purely based on, like, you don't talk to them, but they look like you. I know, I feel like if I'm in a street fight, 
as a black woman, if I see some other black women, they're going to be like, we can't let this sister be on her own. You know, you're going to jump in, you know, not always um, because I'm generally not a fighter. Uh, But you would think, especially as like all these polls that were going out, that all of them, what were like two that were national polls were wrong. Um, I know she's got to be confused by that because I'm certainly like, well, damn. Like, right, but Black Girl Magic for the Black women showing up uh, right. for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I'm still mean, wondering what she's done for us for me to show up for her. But like, it was again, it was a lesser of two evils. So right, and I, I personally didn't feel like it was an option to not participate in something um, this important. So yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, we I've read so many things. We've all heard a lot of things about. How screw you know this proves um, that there's racism in the country. It, I mean, like, it's, yeah. If you're talking about to our people, we've known yeah. this. <laughs> this right. has been the way of the world for a very long time. But I do think this is the you know the straw that breaks the camel back um, when it comes to oh this electoral college system, oh this voting gosh. system is completely screwed up. Yeah. You know, Hillary did win the popular vote. Yeah. But you know, votes that come from like middle of nowhere Oklahoma count way more than a big state like California mm-hmm. you know and that doesn't make sense to me and you know I I keep saying that we keep looking to at the constitution like I keep saying about the second amendment the electoral college system these things were all created back in the 1600s 1700s whatever um when you know we needed guns in the home because we're going through a revolutionary war yeah. we're going through a civic war so a civil war um, and same thing with this electoral college system. It was there to, um, to prevent slave owners mm-hmm. who could actually use their three-fourths of all their black slaves yeah. to count towards their vote for president yeah. or any election. So they wanted that to level the playing field. Well, guess what? We've developed so much more than a country, so why can't you throw mathematicians into a room and come up with a better system for mm-hmm. 2016 yeah. or future years? It doesn't make sense to me why... You know, we are living by every single stupid fucking word in that constitution when it's so is as archaic as, you know, Christians referring to the Old Testament all the time. Mm. I think that um, I think the Electoral College whole thing, like this isn't any different of a conversation that was I mean, certainly there's differences in the conversation. Um, But in 2000, and I think that was the first year that I could actually vote, if my memory serves me correctly, between um, it was Bush and Al Gore. And Al Gore won the uh, popular vote mm-hmm. by a good margin. It wasn't like, you know, there was 10 votes in between. And then uh, George Bush Jr. won the Electoral College. But it, it, it's not very different than that kind of scenario. True. Of people being like, oh, down with the Electoral College system, whatever. Again, at that point, it was still the lesser of two evils. Like, okay, you will vote for Gore because, like, Daddy Bush wasn't shit either. So... <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. I did hear today that one of the senators in California, I'm going to say uh, Barbara Boxer, pushed forward something to like examine, review, throw out the window, the Electoral College. And that seems to have been the first time that someone has actually put something somewhat formal in front of people who are going to pay attention. So where that will go, who knows? But somebody is act- there's some sort of an action of someone doing something. Um, that has made national news, um, from my understanding. So, yeah. yeah. You know, when I think about what am I going to do, like, the, the it's, you know, signed, sealed, and delivered. I 
I'm going to keep complaining. I have the right to. You know, I'm mm-hmm. still going through the grieving process. Um, there are some things that I... I will still do everything in my civic duty to participate in whatever future laws or whatnot get made because more than ever I need to stand up and fight whatever things are going to um, be against me and my people. Mm -hmm. But I refuse to watch any speech by Ivanka's dad. I refuse to... um, I, I don't, like, the, at this point, I feel the least patriotic, like, mm-hmm. already before I was like, yeah, eh, I was like, I wasn't patriotic. I, I don't so. even want to call myself an American. I'm just, I'm just Paul. I'm proud to say I'm black. I'm proud to say I'm gay. I'm proud to say that my family comes from Haiti. All those things. I'm all those things. But this nation is so, well, we keep saying divided, but clearly well, it, it the country is for one. Now it's just on the news. It's just not, right? <laughs> there's, there's numbers to back it up. So there's some assessment to back right. it up, if you will. But I just don't understand. That word is just, uh, it's just very salty in my mouth. So I'm going to do all those things, but I can't just sit here like a baby and complain. Um, I'm going to continue doing what I do for a living. I'm going to, um, it's very overwhelming for me to think about change in the macro level. So mm-hmm. I'm going to continue thinking about the, the things in micro and what am I doing day to day for my mental health well-being and then what am I doing day to day to continue to fight back um yes me and I'm assuming a lot of you feel probably defeated if you're already real you're already part of that movement but it can't stop like our mm-hmm. our work is more important than ever but that's what I'm doing for myself and yeah. you know I'm hoping for all of you that might work a little bit too by just focusing on this the, uh, at the micro level and the day-to-day yeah um one of the things that was super helpful i talked to my therapist about like we talked and we cried a little bit together about just like what are the things that i have control over that i can influence be a part of give back to my community and like my community being pretty broad um i think of like uh being like a lower like super low socioeconomic status coming up so for me one of the things that i um, I've recently talked to my partner about committing to do like every month is doing volunteer work. Um, and I've, I've done volunteer work. Um, I did some for my birthday that you were at. Yay. In Yay. September. Um, and that's a place I love to do. Like it's the food bank and that's an easy, low commitment. I can go get a drink after because it's like not super far from a bevy of bars. Um, but it's something that I can do and I can participate and give back in that way. Um, so I was like, I want to start to do that at least once a month to start to give back in that way. Um, and I think you're right. Now's not the time to like, yes, I can whine and complain and I can take my, you know, my five stages of grief and live those out, whatever way works for me. And, but then what do I do to get out of that? Cause I don't want to stay in that space. I don't want to live in that space. Um, and my mom was like super funny the other day. Like I talked to her right after and she's like, well, you know, he's only president elect. And she was, it was super shady. She was like, you know he may not make it to January. And I was I like, mean, Mom, like, I don't need you to be the person like to take one for the international team. But she was like super funny. Right? She was like, I'm just saying the Lord works in mysterious mm, ways. And I was like, okay now. President Obama's still president. Right? Anything can happen between so, now and January. That's whatever. what she said. And I was like, you're funny. Yeah. Um yeah. 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 I think there's lots of things that people can do to be active and engage, like in whatever your community looks like for you. Um, I think one of the things we have to remember to do is like let people get grieve, number one, in the way that works for them. And then also let people figure out like what kind of, what way do they want to give back? And I don't, like, you don't have to announce how you're going to give back or contribute to your community. 
I think sometimes like there's these large public displays of like, I am doing this march or I am doing this. And I'm like, well, not everybody wants to be public about like how they choose to give back, you know, because there's there's an element of vulnerability with like how you choose to give back to whatever your community looks like, because it may not be it may not look like how you present, if that makes sense. Right. So, and I'm sorry, I just have to call a spade a spade. The, I see that happen with white people or whoever is the in the dominant mm. uh, group uh, mm-hmm. advocating for the minority group is that they're all about publicizing how they helped people. And mm-hmm. it's just like, no, girl. Like, yeah. have a seat. Um, I don't see that. And I'm, I'm saying that willingly because, you know, I don't see black people, you know, standing up on chairs saying, I did this yesterday for my people, right? <laughs> uh, it's just not a thing. And just remember that when you're... Think about the, the greater good, the bigger picture. It's not, yeah. it's not about you. Yeah. But when you give to the cause, just leave it at that. You don't have to promote it on Facebook. Yeah. You know, write a whole diary entry, record a YouTube video. Yeah. You're just wasting time. That time you you did promoting mm-hmm. the good you did, you could have actually kept on doing the good itself. Yeah. yeah I found it, uh, and I know we need to wrap up quick. I found it difficult to uh, be a part of social media right now because I want to say some things that are probably not really popular. Um and so I'm, I'm grappling with, like, all that I see, and I want to be like, this is bullshit, 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 stop writing this, unfriend, delete, which I have zero problems with unfriending, mm-hmm. um, and then the subsequent block, because people don't get when you unfriend. Um, but it's been, I think that's been a challenge for me to not say the things that I actually want to say, oh. uh, because I will turn all the way up. I so, already did. Yeah. I waited a few days, <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to say it. I'm so tired of being the person who has to be PC or whatnot. I'm going to yeah. say it how it is, and if you don't like it, unfriend me. Um, I'm not someone who does that all the time on social media, mm-hmm. but it's like, this is the last straw. You all need to hear <laughs> what you need to hear. Yeah. So I found that a ten- it's like 5% challenging, but I'm certainly like, I can't engage in all this extra stuff. So yeah. Take care of yourselves out there, even on the interwebs. <laughs> we'll see you for our next episode. All right. Bye. bye.